Everybody, welcome to the show. You know where you are, the nine at nine with me, Tigo. And you know I love bringing in experts. You know I do. And I love bringing Catherine Celery here because she's kind of our, our parenting family village, just helps us answer those questions, especially me with my grandkids, you know, the one that's almost three that tells me no almost 24 hours a day. Yeah, she's that person. So today we're going to talk about don't our kids listen? Hmm. Sit right there. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back. Yep, you heard me right. We're going to figure out just why our kids don't listen. I, I just think my grandkids are just too cool to listen, but I know Catherine Celery has the real reason. Hey, Catherine, are you out there? <laughs> you crack me up, Tigo. I am just, you know, chuckling along here. Um, yeah, your little grandson says no pretty much all day long is what I heard you say. That is so All funny. day. All day. You know, the other day he he came by to just for a quick little visit and I had been out of town. So I was like, you want to come to me? No. <laughs> you you want to come sit next to me? No. And he always turns his head away. No. I said, you want to hold my hand? No. I said, would you hold my finger? He says, yes. And he literally held my finger. Oh, man. I that love was that. It. that was, I said, is that all I'm going to get? And he went. Yeah, that's yeah. He's he's the coolest dude on the planet. Oh my God, he sounds so freaking adorable. So, you know, I mean, when a child says no to you, they're saying yes to something inside of themselves. Okay. So, you know, no to you is yes to something inside of themselves. Sometimes it's around this issue called control. Ah, okay. I totally see that. I see right? that. And right. so, you know, there are two branches that we talk about um, in the conscious parenting revolution with regard to sort of like big stereotypes. But on the whole, people fall into either the belonging category or the autonomous category. Okay. And so children are people too, just like adults. You can see, I mean, we talk about adults and we can say, oh my God, that person is so autonomous. And it's not a good, bad, right, wrong. It's just a way of describing their demeanor. But with children, we really don't, like rocket when we have a really autonomous child. Okay. Because most of the time, what we really want our kids to do is what we want them to do. <laughs> yeah. Back in my day, it was do as I say, not as I do and just do it. You know, that's right. And that's I right. heard all that stuff back in the day and um, being able to say absolutely. no. When I was a kid, I wasn't able to say no. I'd have been in my room for the next two weeks if I said no. So that's just right. having that power. That's yes, okay. exactly. You've got it. So children, unlike adults, can have 
some of their needs met. And I do this because it's the triangle, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So when we talk about meeting our needs, most of us think, you know, or maybe maybe something doesn't come up for people unless they've really been trained. For me, I like to really delve in deeply into Maslow's hierarchy of needs because all human behavior is a reflection of needs being met or unmet. Okay. So if you see the tragic expression of an unmet need, you can say, wow, I wonder what the underlying unmet needs are that are giving rise to this expression. Rather than evaluating if the expression is a good expression or a bad expression, it's just a expression. Now, of course, some expressions reveal that somebody is so fulfilled and loving and joyful and dancing on the stars. And other expressions are the tragic expression of the unmet need. And it's very socially unacceptable and it's disruptive and it can really come out yucky. And we can complain about the symptom of the unmet need or we can focus on meeting needs. So when we're talking about listening and if we just kind of like zone in on this right now, you know, the apple can fall far from the tree because you and your child are not the same person. So don't be surprised when what you want isn't what they want. And so, you know, the opposite of control isn't chaos, it's consideration. And when you consider your child and bring them into the conversation, you acknowledge that their desires and needs are different than your own. But that doesn't mean that you have to have different or difficult conversations. You just have a different type of conversation. So when they say no to you, they're saying something inside that they're saying yes to. Does that make sense? It makes sense, but I'm... I got to throw the gauntlet down with you. I got to throw the gauntlet because I'm going to tell you right now, we have, we have a, almost three, seven and about to be 16 going on 30 grandchildren, you know, the grandsons and yeah. the, the youngest, I truly believe he loves no, because he loves seeing the reaction of everybody. Cause he'll look up at you to just kind of see if you're going to react, you know, and I don't care what it is. It, 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 you could say to my oldest grandson, it's morning, he's going to say it's night. You could tell him it's a great idea, he'll think it's an awful idea. It's just, it seems that because he's a teenager, no matter what we come out with, you know, he's going to be on the opposite side of it. So, so what is know, that? Well, okay, let's talk about that. So when I hear you say that, I think to myself, well, is it rebellious? Is it retaliation? Is it a form of resistance? Is it any one of the three R's? It's probably all of them. Right. So the three <laughs> R's yeah. account for 75% of our behavioral disruptions. So 75% of the times, the things that the adults are upset about fall into those three categories. So Thomas Gordon, who was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize three times around this, this research, around the three R's. So retaliation, rebellion, and resistance. And we know that the three R's are activated by a controlling form of discipline. So we're back to kind of where we started a few minutes ago. So, you know, this, this idea of parents who are making the mistake to try to control their child in some way, what happens is that the child doesn't want to be controlled regardless of what their age is. In fact, I don't think anybody wants to be controlled. So Mm -hmm. instead of trying to change behavior through control, we try to work and develop transformation and behavior through connection. All right. And I can see that. I can see that with younger kids, you know, but teenagers, 
especially the one that's in my family right now, teenagers seem to, no matter how hard you try to connect, they seem to try to, they spend even more energy trying not to connect. So how do you get around that? How do you actually connect? So I would say the first thing is that, I mean, this sounds really harsh, but you know, we sow seeds and then we reap the harvest. Okay. So if you have a resentment flow in a teenager, it didn't come out of nowhere. It's actually the harvest of what I'm going to assume was many seeds that had been planted up until then, where there still was some of that transgenerational, because I said so, in the family system. Stop knowing me. Stop. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> I told See, she just, I knew she was going to call me out. See? I knew it. See? <laughs> right? I just had a hunch. I just had a hunch. So if there's been planting of seeds for, he said he was 16, for 16 years, that a good child is well-behaved when they do as they're told, then if you have that seed being planted, you are absolutely going to generate the retaliation, rebellion, and resistance. And so if you want to get rid of the R's over here, you, you have one very simple way of doing it you change the way you, the seeds you plant and what you generate will change. Does it make sense? No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And I'm sure he's going to watch this episode and say, see, it's not me. I knew it was y'all. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, but that makes perfect sense. I am a product of my parents and, and our kids are products of us and on and on. And a lot of that. Just I'm going to send over. you the so, link to the 90 day parenting reset, which is also good for grandparents. I'm just <laughs> in my therapy session. Okay, okay. So before Alan cuts us off, oh. um, and I appreciate the link, we will definitely be diving into that. How do people get in touch with you? If they want the link, if they wanna know more about you, how do they Absolutely. get in touch with you? So great. So yes, come to the consciousparentingrevolution.com. And, um, and look around, explore, get on our newsletter. Um, and if you want to look under resources and join the 90 day parenting reset, we would love to support anybody who thinks, you know, maybe I do need a reset. Maybe I need a reboot. Maybe I need to do parenting 2.0 or grandparenting 2.0. I thank you for hanging out with me this episode. I'm kind of scared of what's coming up next month, (laughs) but you know, I'll, I'll show up. I'll show up and we'll see what happens. You're amazing. You know, I'm one of your biggest fans. Thanks for hanging out. so great. Thank you. All right, everybody. I got to go get my links and you got to go get yours. ConsciousParentingRevolution.com or go to Tigo Direct and look up Catherine. Um, But yeah, somehow I knew she was going to spin that round and put it right back in my lap. Okay. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you'll come back next time. And as always, I'm Tigo. I'll talk to you next time.